Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. As many of you know who have been following me, I am a personal historian and legacy artist. For over 25 years, I've been working with people's photo, document, and memorabilia archive, everything they've saved and or inherited, and I tell a visual narrative with that. In other words, I tell stories with other people's stuff. And so, needless to say, I have been fascinated ever since with the stories that get, get attached to the things that matter, the things we keep, the things we wear, the things we have around us, the things we carry with us. This is what I feel they're much more than objects. They hold a piece of our personal history within their fabric, in their material to an extent. So I am thrilled today to have a wonderful guest who I have the great pleasure of being connected with through a friend of mine, a friend of ours, Sky Bergman, who mm. is a filmmaker and of Lives Well Lived and more. I hear she just got back from a trip from Japan where she's working on her next film. So I'm delighted. I was in, introduced to Diana and was told about Diana's uh, storytelling event uh, that she has every fall. And uh, that's where I got a chance to connect more deeply and then find out more about the community and what she's building. So today I invited Diana to bring a object that holds a piece of her pandemic story because mm -hmm. our last event was Show and Tales, Artifacts and Totems, the pandemic edition. And needless to say, we all have, um, we have our stories. So uh, without further ado, I am going to pass it over to you, Diana. Thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you for having me, Marty. It's such a pleasure to meet you. I love what you do. I love um, your passion for what you do. So I'm, I appreciate it. All right. So when you asked me to pick an item that would in some way be emblematic or capture something important for me during the pandemic, I have to admit I struggled with it because I had um, I just started my business and I, like many people, had was very busy trying to figure out one, where I wanted to pivot. My college-age daughter, who had literally, I don't know how many months, just over six months in on her first year of college, um, as a and I was a new empty nester, you know, so it was a very busy time, you know. But, and I have to say, I felt a little guilt for it, but instead of being a time of depression for either of us or any of us in our family, we live in the middle of nowhere. So here in New Hampshire, it wasn't fearful to go walking outside of my home. I also felt relatively safe um, because of the, the degree of interaction. Um, I didn't you know, like many of us in lockdown, I was really not feeling trapped because I could go out and enjoy the beautiful, you know, nature and all those things. So I felt a little bit of guilt in the beginning, but mostly, and this is why I picked this object. Now, this is a little painting that my daughter and I did 
with each other. And it, you know, it's just this fun, flowy painting. I'm sure if any of you ever look on Instagram, there are a lot of people that do, I forgot what this is called, like flow art or something like that. But I had seen it on social media someplace and and decided my daughter was fresh, you know, new home um, from a time that was supposed to be her, you know, not fleeing the nest, but flying from the nest. <laughs> she was she was brought home. Yes. And I was worried that she may have a really tough time with that, missing out on what was supposed to be a really fun and exciting time. So mm-hmm. I was conscious of wanting to do things together. You know, I was busily working working on my business, which was I was having fun converting offline to online. Um, she had online classes, but I said, you know, I've got to spend time with her. I mean, I'm lucky enough to have her back because, you know, for all intents and purposes, that was a huge gift for many of us who were new empty nesters or for those that had adult children that ended up coming to live with them. I have a lot of friends who had, you know, kids, you know, their children with their grandchildren come live with them unexpectedly. So to me, it was all an opportunity for us to, to connect with each other. So this to me symbolizes one afternoon, I set up this big table. I bought all these beautiful paints and all the right equipment. And probably for two hours, we did some big ones, some small ones. We did a whole, all sorts of color schemes. We laughed, the sun was shining. It was just, it was just a beautiful day. And it it really, really was a gift to me and to her. We have a connection on a lot of levels, but art is where we do meet and do things together. We've done all sorts of, she's taught me printmaking. Um, we've done pottery together. We do painting. Um, she's a, a really wonderful little artist and she's given me, you know, hand painted birthday cards every year, you know, so arts are, are, you know, our common language. Um, We don't have to say anything, but it just really brought us together. Again, I wasn't worried about her per se, but I was starting to hear so much about how many of the kids were, you know, suffering Mm -hmm. from depression and anxiety over such a dramatic letdown from where whatever path they were on so I think subconsciously you know I was laughing about this I was thinking I couldn't bring this but in my my mind's eye one of the things the most notable thing at the beginning was um TikTok was fairly new and it was completely not something I wanted to deal with but my daughter (laughs) was and in the beginning they were doing these little TikTok dances so I will never forget, she taught me a TikTok dance and we recorded it on video. So along with this symbol- symbolic thing, I think that was just a moment for me, a real moment. It, you know, granted, it took me 75 hours to learn the dance, but <laughs> once I did it, you know, I don't really love sharing too much on social media, but I put it out on one of the platforms mm-hmm. and my friends were like, Woo-hoo, you know, you did it, you did it. Um, so that to me was just another way that she gave me a little gift 
to a, you know, we're spending time and she's teaching me this little dance and, you know, all that. But so, yeah, so for mm. us, it's art. It's the same way I connected with my, my dear, dear grandmothers, but especially one grandmother who probably, I would say 90% of my memories as a child were doing crafts or art with my grandmother. So to me, that's where it was just so wonderful that I had a, you know, then 18, 19 year old who wanted to do art with their mom and wasn't saying, oh, yeah, mom. So that was, <laughs> that. that's made it all the more special. So that's, oh. that's my piece. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Absolutely. That it, and it sounds like, um, for both of you, it's a lot of this, you ended up, I, I understand what you're saying about, you know, how you were recognizing what was going on in the world and mm -hmm. the incredible loss that was taking place and yeah. all of that. But I've heard you're like the third mom who really, really appreciated the experience um, of, of, having their children back home or having their jobs moved to, you know, online from home so that yeah. they could spend more time with their kids. So well, for me too, you know, I, my work is all about reframing the way we look at life, you know, in my case, aging with um, the work I do, but with her, I remember seeing it as such a teaching moment or an inspirational moment to say, you know, this right now feels miserable. You're not having fun with all your friends. You can't see your boyfriend for a while until we figured out the whole quarantining kind of thing. And, you know, so you're basically stuck with your parents after you thought you were gone. And <laughs> so I said, but you know what? Resilience is created as we go through challenge and you may not feel it now it's a pain in the whatever to go online for your zoom classes you, most of your professors are clueless of how to use zoom to do good teaching so you feel like it's such a waste but yeah. the perspective shift and i said when you look back when you're an adult with children you'll tell the stories of you know having to rush home and wear masks and clean groceries on the porch i said this is a this is a moment in your life that is unlike any moment we've ever had as a collective human global thing this is yes. remarkable history in the making and she actually listened to it and she actually appreciated it and didn't you know say yeah really but i want to see my boyfriend she was she was respectful yeah. and she did understand yeah. how it was, you know, at the same time, tragic. I mean, like mm -hmm. beyond belief, kind of tragic. Yeah. She also saw how this would make her stronger to yeah. endure future challenge, you know? So, yeah, right. Neat. It is neat. It's, it's amazing that, you know, yeah, it's, I, it's one of the things that I've spoken about with, um, you know, at my events, my show and tell, my live show and tell events as well, mm -hmm. is that um, I often, and this is a perfect opportunity, I often talk um, to people and, uh, and pose the question of, 
you know, what do you want to happen with this thing once you pass mm. away? Because I, in personal history work, my colleagues and I, the biggest challenge often is to end up con convincing people that their life and their life story and the things that they keep and have is, is history, is living history, it's personal history. And it's it happens every moment at every day, no matter what's happening. But everybody came, became so crystal clear during the pandemic that they were living history. You know, historical societies and museums were actively gathering things while it was happening. They didn't wait 10 years or 20 years or whatever. They knew that this was a historic moment. And so yes. they wanted to gather these things, the stories and the objects. So you just shared your pandemic story. So I'm just curious, have you thought about what do you want to do with this particular object or any of the various things you created during pandemic? You know, well, thank you, because I think that I am a big memento person. Like, you know, my daughter and I used to go to this little island in Maine and paint together. And I took all of our paintings, scanned them, made a book out of it. So what you've just, because I, I haven't done either a story that I share with her or we share together. So maybe you've instigated an idea, you know, cause I think a lot of us have been like, is it really over? It's probably never going to COVID will never go away, but the pandemic per se is the crazy 18 month period plus. Um, but yeah, so I think what you've done for me is to say, you know, maybe this is just the symbol that right. can trigger and create our our shared story or even our independent story for her to hold on to and share with her kids, you know, and, and her kids, kids, because it is a, it's a pretty, you know, it's beyond, you know, I was reflecting on, you know, what other, you know, world wars were collective, but not as down to the person right. impacting as COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we didn't, yeah during those times. So it's hard to know what it was like, you know, during the, the air raids and all of those kinds of things, oh. too, you know, so, or I don't know, like, I remember jumping, being told to get under the table at school, you know, so we had had that when I was, yeah, in, in my, it must've been my teens, you know, so a little bit younger, maybe I wasn't quite a teenager, but eight or 10, I still remember that thinking, wow, what is this? Like as if hiding under your table is gonna <laughs> gonna help much your, your your school, your school desk. Well, what I just was thinking when you were sharing that, like most certainly, yeah, rationing all the things that happened and that our parents went through and the depression and all the, you know, whoever yeah. age groups did. But this time, because of technology, we knew everything. We That's saw true. stories from 
everywhere in the globe. And That's true. before that, it was Walter Cronkite or whomever you listen to at night telling you what was happening during Vietnam. And you, right. you got the little view. Now we got just onslaught of tragedy upon Thank tragedy. It's complemented with beautiful stories. I can never forget the scenes from Italy with the people on their balconies singing to each other right. or the dolphins in the Venice canals, those kinds of things. Right. We would never have had that, you know, technology has brought us, I guess the good and the bad, but yeah. you know, yeah. Yes. That made it a lot different. I think. Yes. So true. So true. Absolutely. So well, this was wonderful to have you here. It's, yeah, I enjoyed it's it. Thank you. A pleasure, a pleasure, pleasure to get to know you more. And so before I close, I wanted to um, invite you to share a little bit with my listeners how they, you know, what what you're doing in what, because in some ways, I think what you've created um, was birthed out of the pandemic, what, you know, and where you are in the, the building of a community um, kind of got that birth during that time, really. Absolutely. And so I want my listeners to know a little bit more about that and how they can okay. connect with you and all of that. Okay, so I'll be brief. Um, the Third Act Quest was a business I started about a year before the pandemic. And in my, my passion was was learning about people who were living what I call a third act that was really meaningful and joyful and true to them, to who they really were. And we're very happy as opposed to what some were dreading after 50, 60 and beyond. They were just living a life, you know, I want to say of their, of their dreams, but moreover following their hearts. And so I love the idea of I was meeting a lot of these people. So I wanted to share those stories. So, but in the meantime, I built a workshop, I built a retreat thing and it was nice, but it really wasn't able until Zoom became extremely ubiquitous because of the pandemic that I was able to have gatherings of people in the hundreds and meet people from all over the world who'd come on Zoom to share their story. Otherwise, I was planning an in-person retreat, um, not retreat, an in-person storytelling event. So it made it online. So it just made it possible for me as a solopreneur to have this annual storytelling event. And coming out of it, I really, um, I moved my workshop online and people said, that's the only way I can do it. I can't come meet you in New Hampshire or wherever your retreat is. So I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And so people became comfortable with that and with working together and knowing each other um, virtually instead of in person. We all crave the in-person, but so what I saw in the meantime, and this led me to start about a year ago, um, our community, yes. it's for women of six, 50 plus, and it's called the 333 Collective. And it really was born out of what I witnessed yeah. is that we all need to align with people who think like us, who, who are interested, maybe not in the exact same things, but yeah. in a, in a mindset that's excited about this time of life, yes. not afraid, 
Well, yes. yeah, we can have fear, but yeah. not dreading, not regretful, not looking back, but looking forward yes. and um, reframing the way we think about aging and grabbing onto it, you know, and that's where I met Sky. Sky was actually one of the keynote at, at my second storytelling retreat because okay. I saw her um, amazing film yeah. and I was just so excited lives well lived and yes. so it was like she was the perfect launch for um that kind of a storytelling event so yeah so mm -hmm. that's what we do and i right now i'm loving the community it's growing yeah. um i am as i told you earlier i'm going to have an annual gathering in person um <laughs> I'm calling it Quest. It's the annual Quest gathering um, for the 333 women, but anyone who wants to come. Um, I have a retreat. Actually, I'm going to do a couple of year and I have one in, at the end of April here in New Hampshire. I do the online workshops still, but I'm just, you know, I'm really, really excited about the gathering of women in the community. Me too. Me too. And I'm so grateful. Yeah, I'm glad you're in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, so grateful to, to have found it. Um, yes. Cause I, I think that I had mentioned to you, Diana, that um, I had connected with another community of women called mm -hmm. Women on Fire with Debbie oh, Phillips. Yes. Oh, yes. Debbie Phillips. Oh my gosh. That right? is an amazing organization. Yeah. And, and she, I met her at Kathy Nelson's uh, first virtual, because they had to switch everything three weeks before the in-person conference, they had to, because it was, everything was closed oh, down, wow. had to all move to online. And that's how I met Debbie. I mean, yeah, that's how I met Debbie first. And so about oh. a year, six months later, I ended up joining her community. And that community sadly has been on, I, Debbie's taken uh, a sabbatical, a break or whatever, but yeah. I was just getting, you know, into it. And, and it was like really wonderful to have that during the pandemic, of course. Um, and, and so pretty much around that same time is when uh, you came into my life and I was just like, I mean, if, if that fire is, is, is kind of closed, um, I was only a member for less than a year. I was like, there's the three, 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 and I'm so grateful too. And I will well, I'm put hoping, all the information in I'm that. I'm hoping for the sake of the women and women on fire that, you know, it evolves to, um, because I know from, from what I saw from Debbie's work, that people were extremely connected. Talk about yes. connection. We we're extremely, you know, supportive. I think, you know, we all hope for mm -hmm. this time in our lives no matter what differences we have in interest or location or anything like that, we all hope to be surrounded by the kind of people who nurture our ideas right. and support them. And, you know, even some of our best friends can be afraid of us doing something different. Absolutely. And, and actually taking the wind out of our sails. So this, you know, this, <laughs> This idea of like, you know, the women on fire. 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 Yeah. Yes, <laughs> so. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, I hope to continue to introduce 333 to the women on fire um, and uh, my individually and, and collectively, because I, I think what I experienced in women on fire is very similar to what you're 
what your community is. You got you're gathering a good group of of human beings, a good group of women that, like you said, are are excited about their third act, enjoy their lives, love their lives. It can't necessarily not necessarily easy, um, but they they love what they're doing, and uh, and you know they do what you basically were talking about. They they seek out uh, the silver linings. Yeah. Like you. Well, you stay open too. I think you have to be open to being a newbie at something. You have to be, regardless of whether you were president of something in the past, you know, when you're new, when you're following something new and making a change, you got to be a, a, a beginner. And yeah. so that takes a lot of vulnerability and it does. Um, readiness and openness, I think is really yeah. what it comes down to. And that's what I see. So I look forward to to yeah, continue to be be part of it and get more involved in it as we go. And I just want to take this moment to thank you again for for sharing the story of the thing that matters to you and sharing your pandemic history um, and your daughters. And uh, and and I love that you and your daughter share this. And that not only that, it's grandmother you daughter and then granddaughter like it's so many generations and and that's what creativity is all about is passing it on and forward um so i appreciate that and i and i just want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of things that matter with marty mcnab and again please um please come to one of my live virtual show and tales. I do do some in person. Those will be listed on my website. You can find them there. And if you're looking for a unique way to build connection, community, and legacy with your team, your volunteers, your donors, your family even, um, reach out to me and some of my story share hosts to host a, a special story sharing gathering for you. Um, and lastly, if you're looking for an interesting way to market your business. Reach out to me about the Show and Tales membership community where I teach you how to host these events as a way to market your business. So thank you again for joining me. Thank you so much, Diana. I look forward to seeing you in your community. Well, thank you, Marty. And I hope that as I put um, together plans for this in-person gathering in 2024, I would more than love to have you lead and it, uh, things that matter experience with us. So let's talk about that. <laughs> Absolutely. You can count me in. All Yay. right. Thanks much. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You as well, Diana. <laughs>